Hey, hey, everybody, it is Tim Gillette, and we are back here with another Tim Gillette show. You know, the show may be named after me, but let me tell you, I bring the coolest, I do mean the coolest people on the planet on here so you can meet them. Today's guest is no exception to that rule. Roman, all right, I, I really don't know him. I've had just a few minutes with him in the green room before going live, but I am really, I'm going to get to know this guy live on air, and you get to know him with me. It's, it's so cool. I love doing a show this way. So uh, stay tuned. Tune in, all right? Put your questions down in the comments so Roman and I can get to them, all right? If it's something important you want to ask Roman or he jogs your mind, that's why we got a comment section for you to actually leave your comments. With that, let me bring up our guest today, Mr. Roman. How you doing, man? Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. You know, I'm I'm so surprised by your energy. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And thank you for having me on the show. It's a privilege. Well, I mean, I was told by some people, man, you you know what I mean? You're doing some really uh, cool things. I, I think you're in Canada, right? Yeah. That's correct. Toronto. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, in Toronto, I heard you're doing some cool things up there. And someone said, man, you got to get Roman on the show. So I'm like, hey, I got you here. Let's find out what all those cool things are, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a life coach. And my general goal is to help people realize their full potential in life. Because I know that everyone has tons of potential that they're not tapping and it's it's really my my heart my heart is with it i want to i want to help them with that and more specifically more specifically i focus on three things which are my priorities in coaching the first one is helping people beat porn and masturbation addiction the second one is intimate relationships and the third one is raising rock star kids Oh, well, I mean, the, the, the rock star kids, man, uh, you know, I, I wished I'd have learned those lessons uh, before my kids became adults, because like I, I got into this cool thing after I was a, a parent, after my kids were grown. Uh, you know what I mean? That's probably why I don't have grandkids yet. Anyway, I'm, maybe you can help me with it. <laughs> yeah, I have a magic wand with me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you, Roman, how did you get into this? What made you go, you know, hey, hey this is the path I want to go down. Well, it's a long story, but one, one of the things is that almost 10 years ago, I was depressed. I was very depressed, and I got myself out of depression using the, the tools that self-improvement industry provides, you know, personal, personal growth industry. Tony Robbins, Ryan Tracy, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, all those things. So, and I got really, really infatuated with that industry. And... I've been a fan of self-improvement ever since. That's one thing. So the other thing is that I actually went through a painful divorce back in 2014. And I had to, after that divorce, I realized that I did not have any relationship skills. So I taught myself the skills. I practiced a lot. So I got into that area. And then finally, I moved from Russia to Canada two years ago. And so all these three things came together. And I decided it was a good time for me to move into a new phase of my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's right. You, I mean, you went from one country to another after your divorce. I went from just one state to another in, in the United States. But anyway, um, I have another Those good are friend. Big states. Huh? Those are big states. Well, yeah. Well, no, Russia's a big country, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I've, I've never been to Russia, but like uh, my family ancestry comes out of what, what is now St. Petersburg area wow. in Russia. So, uh, but like my, um, 
you know, my family, but that's part of the same group family that is a, uh, a foundation of what's known as the Poconos in Pennsylvania. So like uh, family history, you know what I mean? The two sides, one side came from Russia, the other side came from uh, the actual Poconos and founders of like the Poconos, what is the Poconos in Pennsylvania? Do, uh, um, do you have, do you come from any, anything like meaningful back there in Russia or, or just, I lived in the country, you know? Nothing specific. Yeah. Actually, actually half of, I am one eighth Polish and one fourth, uh, I come from Kyrgyzstan. Mm. Okay. Part Polish. All right. I, I mean, Polish food. I, I'm a big pierogi and kibasi guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you somebody who knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I do. I, I wouldn't say that I eat them too often. Maybe I, I actually the last time I ate something like this was three or four years ago. But I don't know. I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, no. As you get older. All right. You have to eat it in smaller quantities because it doesn't register well with the older body. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's right. That's one of the reasons I don't eat them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but, but you, you moved to Canada, you did, you know I mean, you did a whole uh, change in your world by going to Toronto. All right. Were you in another industry before or, uh, you know what I mean, that you, you transitioned out of, or were you always, this is the mindset I want to go uh, down this line, like Tony Robbins and such? Yes. Yes. I had been a translation professional for 14 years, completely mm -hmm. different industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and and, and tra well, translation. Uh, all right, is that? I, I guess you worked kind of uh, over, uh, over in Russia. Was your jobs kind of like you know uh, over there? Your your careers over there, uh, kind of like uh, pointed out by the state. This is what we need. This is where we need you to go. Or did you choose that career? Of course, I chose it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that thing when you know people were told by the government what to do was maybe 100 years ago. But oh, okay. Okay. Well, no, I, I wasn't sure about that, but I mean, you know, the, the, you know, when you said you move countries and then switch in some cases, you know what I mean? I have a friend who, you know what I mean? Who was a lawyer in, in Russia uh, and he moved to Canada uh, to do a whole nother line of work. All right. Uh, still related, but he's not, you know, a legal, uh, um, a legal lawyer anymore. I mean, he's not, not, not you know I mean? He, he gave up his license to practice, in other right. words, uh, because he wanted to go down another field, another another route in there. So, uh, and that's how some people go. All right, they've got to leave where they're at to go start that new path. Um, you know what I mean? I I was in the car wash industry and tried it up east. I was at cars and everything, and car washes did not work in the Northeast, uh, especially anytime after September till about May. <laughs> it was just too much snow. Nobody wanted to clean their car, which you mm. can relate. And I moved to the South and, and I, I did fantastic down here in that industry. Um, if you were back in Russia, do you think you would be thriving at what you do like you are in Toronto or is Toronto like the hotbed to be where you're at? No, I wouldn't be thriving mm -hmm. for, for many reasons. The first one is people in Russia, most people in Russia are, surviving they don't have money to hire a coach that's one thing yeah yeah wow the other the other thing is that toronto has so many opportunities you see the, the greater toronto area is eight million people uh -huh. i mean uh -huh. I, I could never reach that that sort of people in russia unless i live in moscow yeah yeah uh, and, and, and you know and i and I, i've never really i guess i never really thought about that 
know what I mean? I, but I mean, I grew up in a small town, but that small town uh, moving to a big city, like I live in Dallas, Fort Worth now. And you know what I mean? That big city, it does give us a larger place to make our impact of what we're trying to do to make a world changing. And do you uh, now being where you're at in Toronto, are you doing spreading out to like, I mean, are you traveling now? Like me, I travel to LA and, and, and uh, Atlanta and stuff a lot. No, I don't travel, although I do want to do it more. So mm -hmm. as when COVID actually. Started, yeah. When, well, when COVID ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, before COVID, I traveled a lot, but during COVID, yeah, this has become my new, this and, the, and, and these broadcast tools have become my new meeting spot. So, um, um, by the way, by the way, do you think that like this travel situation will change after COVID? Will the, the traveling mindset change? Will people travel less? Um, you know, that's a good question. You know what I mean? It's Jack's Roman there. And, and I, I think, um, I think business travel is going to get back, but I think it's probably going to be less, right? In other words, I don't think we're going to go to 100% of what business travelers did because of the concept of, you know what I mean? We can do virtual meetings now with such technology we have out there. But when it comes to uh, some business stuff, like my, like my wife is a traveling, she travels for sales and new business. And sometimes those one-on-one -on -one meetings mean that, because she, she's meeting with CEOs, those, that's a that's a one on one. I got to sit across the table from you meeting to make those deals happen. They're million dollar deals and stuff. So, um, so I think you know those type are still going to be there. But some of the stuff like you and me traveling, I think that's going to get reduced. Um, and do you know Bob Berg, Go Giver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Bob was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and Bob said one of the things that COVID taught me is I'm done traveling. He's going to do all of his speaking from his house on Zoom from now on. All. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, Bob's a big name and, and a, and a well-requested speaker. You know what I mean? That he's like, man, I, I'm just going to do it from here now. I mean, have you thought about that? That in your speaking realms going, you know, maybe I don't want to travel as much. That's right. I do understand him. Although I have this feeling that when you are in front of a live audience, it's a different type of energy. It is. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it, it is. And I, I mean, like me, I, I'm, I'm still going to do my live events. I'm still going to do my virtual events. I'm not going to do it. You know, some people are going, well, I'm going to do a combo. I'm not. I'm still going to do, you're either going to come to my live event or you're coming to my virtual. They're not going to be a combo event. They're going to be one or the other because it's two different energies, like you just said. And being a life coach, all right, you understand the concept of energy, Right. And that energy, like, and I mean, I've got a certain energy I'm trying to exude or do with this podcast versus what I'm trying to do in a live event, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and the reason why this works so well when you're one-on-one -on -one with a person or you're in a live audience is that we have all those mirror neurons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The neurons in our brain that actually make us transfer the state that we feel to the other person. Mm -hmm, so let's mm -hmm. say when we are excited we exude that excitement and the other person catches up on it and they feel excited through yeah. this mirror neurons. Yeah. Uh, so true. So true. I mean, um, have you, have you ever done anything weird to get your audience excited before your talks? I'm just curious. I jump. <laughs> not, not, not the audience, but myself. Yeah. I put yeah. myself into a high energy state and I make sure I, I do a lot of priming. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. I, well, I, I can see it because I know you work with Tony, right? 
And uh, I, I'm sure, do you know Bo Eason? Uh, I don't know if you know Bo or not. No. Bo does this whole like stretching, you know, karate moves type things. All right. And then he walks up on stage and he, his first presentation, he's like in a hands open mood like this to talk. You know what I mean? Whereas Tony Robbins gets on stage and he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. He actually, he actually carries a trampoline with him mm -hmm. wherever he travels and he jumps on that trampoline before going on stage. Wow. Uh, are, are you doing a trampoline or, or? No, I can do just a regular jumping on, on yeah. hardwood floor. <laughs> um, no, I do a whole thing. Like uh, I, I most, I, I told you as, as we were coming into the green room today, I do this whole thing before every one of my podcasts. I have a song routine. I listen to two different uh, songs from a high energy band that really how I energize myself going into something. And then I do the same thing before I'm about to go on stage at my events. I, I, I listen at my events. I listen to a certain song before I go on stage. But that's something I learned from my coach. He said, you know what I mean? He told me to put music into my put music into your life. All right. And it's a it's a it's a it's a mental thing that made me switch and do because my coach said so. Is there something your coach said, you know, uh, Roman, you should do this and it will help energize your day? Yeah. One thing is also priming. So my coach told me that my life purpose is to to be a teacher, to be a leader. And I have that spiritual energy about me. Mm -hmm. So every morning I read this to remind myself of my life purpose and why I'm on this earth and how am I supposed to serve people? Wow. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, and, and let's, let's, let's do a switch here a little bit and go into what is it, what is the specialties that people have been coming to you for help? All right. Over the past year, even with our pandemic, what is it? They're going, you know what? I need Roman. Yeah. My, my three priorities are porn addiction, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. intimate relationships and raising great kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and uh, of the three of them, I mean, are you doing a combination to help each person with the combination of all three or is there one that has been, you know, high demand over the past year? I would say it's poor addiction because yeah. so many people are staying at home yeah. and they, they feel bored, they feel lonely. And those two things are, like the the most the biggest triggers for getting addicted to porn and masturbation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, and, and maybe get a little personal. All right, is this something you? I mean, you had you you struggled with, so you know. Uh, hey guys, I I know I've been there, done that. Yeah, absolutely. I struggled uh -huh. with this from something like ten year ten years old to uh -huh. thirty two years old, and at thirty two years old, I said enough was enough, and I quit that. Yeah, because it was like such a such a strong anchor holding me back and that was like this super powerful boat and i could i just couldn't go mm -hmm. because of that anchor so yeah. i i cut it yeah i got the rope and i'm riding free now yeah. so happy cool um and, and it's good i mean it's always it's always best to work with a coach who's been there done that in other words they've gone through the crap all right they they understand your pain when they're helping you, and it's good that you I mean you understand that pain, all right, and you're able to help your clients with it. Um, Absolutely, the, and, and that's why that's why it's not really a good idea to work with a coach who is like ideal in every respect or perfect yeah. because they 
if they're perfect, they don't go through those challenges that that many people go through. Yeah. So they they can resonate with their clients. That's like a paradox. Yeah. Well, you know, I run I run li live events about blogging and and podcasting and online marketing. You will be surprised how many people want to come to me to be a speaker. They're new. Oh yeah, I can teach you how to do email marketing. I'm like, okay, how big's your list? Uh, <laughs> you know, they don't have one. I'm like, how are you going to teach an audience who has no list how to get a list when you don't have one yourself? You know what I mean? You've got to you've got to have some skin in this game. You know what I mean? You, you've got to fall in a couple of times. You know what I mean? Before you can tell people how to get up. You got to say, yeah, hey, listen, I fell too. This is how I climbed up when I fell. In other words, you know what I mean? I've been on the mat pinned down. Let me tell you how not to be there again, right? You know, and, and you get that now. All right. Yes. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And thank you for mentioning this, this concept of failure because it's so important. Yeah. People, people tend to think uh, negatively of failure, whether as I, I think of it just as a pos very positive thing. Yeah. Well, to me, uh, you know what I mean? Failure, uh, you know, first attempt, first attempt in learning is what I always say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I mean, really, I, I told my kids, uh, you know what I mean? When they were young adults, all right, they're in their, all of them in their thirties now, when they were in their twenties, I said, go fail at something. They're like, why are you telling me to go fail? I'm like, because if you fail at something and you have to make, you have to figure, dig yourself out, you will learn so much more than, Hey, let me, how to treat, how do I try to be successful? And I, you know, I tell people, you know, I mean, I've had 11 businesses in my day and I've failed at about nine of them. All right. <laughs> so if you fail nine times, trust me, you're going to be successful. Now, I, I that wasn't all nine in a row, but, you know, it was a process. And I just love it when people will, they're willing to go through the process. If you're willing to fail, you'll be great at success. And that's always been my opinion. What is yours? Yeah, that's absolutely true. And there's mm -hmm. also another thing that I like about failure is that when when we keep failing, we mm -hmm. always reach a point where we say, "Okay, no more. I gotta. I, I really have to overcome this challenge." Let's say we have an addiction to something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's say an alcohol addiction. So we drink and we beat ourselves up all the time until we reach that point, the tipping point, where we say. Okay, I had so many failures at this that I just can't stand them anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you make the decision in in a second and it changes your life. Mm -hmm. Now, with the way the world is now, all right, and the fact that you're helping people who are dealing with this porn and dealing with that, the outside temptations right now in our world are just like, in my opinion, I grew up in a Christian home. In my opinion, this world has just gotten so much blasting us with, you know what I mean, things I grew up that I was like, that's wrong. And now it's like, this is considered normal every day. Oh, no, that's no problem. It's normal, right? And like, how are you seeing that as, as our world progresses right now? Yeah, I see, I see that people are bombarded with both with graphic images online with mm -hmm. way more graphic images than back in the day and also more you know they are more exposed to to sex in their just regular life both outside just in the street in the mall in the, in the grocery store just because people are like 
you know, I, I, I don't want to sound sexist, but women tend to dress more provocatively these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's not their fault. No. The reason is that they are being influenced by, by, by different publications, by different media telling that, that this is the right way. And also by, you know, women on Instagram who, who provoke this kind of behavior, who provoke this kind of dress, dressing. Yeah. yeah. Is there, um, is there a process that you give to people? All right. In general to tell them, all right, here's some, here's some helpful tips. Go follow this process. It'll help you get started. Yeah, yeah. I use behavioral techniques mostly as, as the basis of my strategy. And that means I give them a replacement behavior. Mm-hmm. So something that they do instead of looking at porn and masturbating so that they break that pattern. And then I also give them positive and negative reinforcement. So that means that whenever they are able to break the pattern and not go into masturbation, they give themselves some kind of a reward, mm-hmm. a quick one or a more distant one. And there's also a negative consequence to that behavior. So if they do succumb to temptation, they actually need to punish themselves. So for example, uh, one of my clients, he, he did, he did cooking. So he cooked pasta. Mm-hmm. He had an Italian background and he cooked pasta for for a colleague, a colleague that he didn't like. Yeah. So whenever he masturbated, whenever he relapsed, he had to get up immediately, go to the kitchen and cook so that he could deliver pasta to his colleague right away. Wow. Um, I, I mean, I, I almost would, in a way, uh, uh, wonder if you would, you would do something like that. Okay, you got to cook, you got to cook pasta, but you got to cook it for your coach. So you got to go tell your coach you screwed up. just just tim's weird mind at work there going yeah well in the meantime the coach gets a free meal and goes okay now i know i need to work on this because i know you failed otherwise you wouldn't be giving me food (laughs) so um i mean i love that replacement behavior that you talked about and it's almost like um a lot of people you know they, they they quit smoking or quit doing they're they're looking at these smoking alternative things out there or uh things like that to replace it. What do they call those, those patches or whatever? I don't know. I, I quit smoking when I was a teen. I'm glad I got rid of that habit, but um, it's almost the same concept. It's like the patch. Well, I think the patch when it comes to quitting cigarette smoking is, is also a medical solution. So yeah. it's both medical and psychological, whereas my replacement behaviors, they're completely psychological. Yeah. I would say it's just, it's really about breaking the pattern. So you you stop hardwiring the old pattern, and you start hardwiring a new one. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then I was thinking with the patch because of the idea is um, the patch, like you said, it's medical, all right, and it solves the nicotine problem, but it's the habit problem, and that's where you're working with them is the habit problem, not necessarily the nicotine addiction, but the habit addiction. Correct. That's right. That's right. I I, I would say that it's. 70 at least 75% habit addiction rather mm-hmm. than just nicotine. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, do people come to you with like saying alcohol problems or, or drug problems or anything like that, that they can, you can, that you can use the same techniques. I, 
I could, but I would say that I did not have clients with serious problems like this. I did, I did have a couple of clients with cigarette smoking addiction, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, well, yeah, addictions, uh, I always think of addictions as sometimes, it, it, you know, addictions moves from one place to another if you're an addictive personality. Ha have you found that in your clients? So, that I, I, yes, I, I conquered this addiction, but now I moved to this new one. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's important not to, to use the replacement behavior mm -hmm. that introduces a new addiction. Let's say if you're quitting cigarette smoking, don't, don't replace it with eating. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With eating, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that because that was like almost the uh, uh, the thing that everybody came. At. Well, now they they gain a ton of weight because they they started eating everything. But yeah, I've never had that problem. Uh, I tried eating and it just doesn't work. It only keeps me, you know. Uh, uh, no, when I get got into the weird foods, um, it it became weird. I, I got a stomach on me, but that's it. But one of the addictions that I had, Roman, that I had to deal with was now I loved like Dr. Peppers, like the Dr. Pepper soda, caffeine, yeah. right? Um, caffeine, but then I went a little further and I was drinking um, those Red Bull energy drinks right. and probably doing two of them a day. Now I'm in my mid fifties. That sugar, all right, and stuff that's in them is just not good for a 50 year old man. And I had to learn how to break that to now I drink iced tea. I've got it down to where I'm drinking only iced tea, water. All right. Every now and then I put in like Gatorade for if I have to really hydrate real quick, I'll use the Gatorade things to, to hydrate. But breaking that because, I mean, I love the taste of Red Bull. I love the taste of Dr. Pepper. But, oh, my gosh, they were causing more issues than, you know what I mean, than really than cigarettes were causing my body. You know, and most people don't realize when they move from one thing, it was an for me, it was an addictive personality. I was addicted to things and I moved to a next addiction. All right. And that's why I was wondering when your clients, if some of them go, yeah, well, I've got this broken, but uh, I've created this new habit. Can you help me get out of this new one? <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. And I, for one, really, really appreciate it. But let me acknowledge you for breaking that habit. Yeah. Yeah. For those drinks. Yeah. That was definitely not helping. Yeah. And most, I mean, if I was 20 years old and I was drinking two Red Bulls a day, it's nothing to a 20 year old body. But boy, when you get to be 50, it catches up with you fast. All right. And that's what most people don't realize is these addictions, while it may not seem like, you know, uh, it's bad today, it's the long term effects. Would you agree on that? That you want to help them break it before it becomes a long term? Because today may not be the problem, but 20 years from now, it's a jail. You'll never get out of it. Exactly. And that's why I, I do my best to explain this differentiation, this dichotomy between short-term pleasure and long-term pleasure. By doing mm -hmm. So I tell my client, let's say you have an urge, a sex urge you want to look at porn. And it will take you the whole process of going through a porn video or image or whatever and masturbating will take you 10 minutes, right? So mm -hmm. you, you will feel great. You will feel that instant gratification for the, that 10 minutes. But then after those 10 minutes, you will feel bad. All right. Whereas if you don't do that, if you just sit still for 10 minutes, you push yourself to do that. After those 10 minutes, you will feel good for, for a very long time because mm -hmm. you made the right choice. Okay. So I tell them, just do that. Just sit still for 10 minutes. 
And after those 10 minutes, you will feel good and you won't feel the need to masturbate and go to porn. Yeah. Now, are, are you incorporating, for me, For me, it was, I mean, before COVID, I had a, a morning, shall we say, meditation routine. Where I would go to my Starbucks, get my morning, and I only have a small coffee, and I would just sit at the table. I would not take my phone. I would not take headphones, would not take music with me. And that was no papers, nothing. And it was enjoy the coffee, sit against the wall, and just meditate and think through my day. All right. It was not like this, like I'm doing this because I have to. No, it was the clear the mind out, relax before you jump in. And that meditation helped me do so much more. All right. Are you putting something meditation like that into helping your clients? Absolutely. Meditation is one of the things that I start them on because I'm a big believer in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For for one reason, it, it builds new neural pathways in your brain uh-huh, that's healthy uh-huh. it helps you train your brain yeah. it, you, you become a better master of it so let's say whenever a defeatist thought during the day comes up you are more capable of dealing with it because your mind is trained yeah. and yeah. It's, it's also very healthy for your brain yeah. very very healthy and it's a path to enlightenment yeah it is. Uh, it is. I'm going to tell you, I've gotten some of Roman, I've gotten some of my greatest insights, all right, for ideas and programs that I do by by sitting and doing that in the morning. And the other, I did something else weird. I mean, I built a weird schedule up until COVID. After COVID hit, it, it changed everything. And I had to totally break everything again. But before this, I mean, and I, I used to do this on radio interviews. I explained this concept and people would go, that's that's just weird. But I would get up and literally I got up in the morning, made my bed, put my clothes on and went and got coffee. I mean, I washed my face, but went and got coffee. It's the first thing I did, no matter what. And everybody's like, you know, I mean, I get up and I shower and clean up. And I'm like, I didn't. I wash my face so I can see, put a hat on if my hair's bad. And I go have coffee and meditate first. And then I come back and go at it. About three hours into my day, I was just really, okay, I need a break. Then I would go take my shower and clean up and prep for my day. And I was like, why did you do that? I said, because the shower was one of the most enlightening times of my morning to think. And I waited till my brain was dying to get that thinking in. And like, if we have a habit that's killing us, right? Why not put something that we know, oh my God, this is a joy. This is going to build me up. Why not position that to the part of your day where you're going to be the weakest? I would love your opinion on that. I agree. And basically, this is something that I do now. I wake up at 5 a.m. and I take a cold shower at 8 a.m. So oh. the same three hours. Yeah. So, yeah, same concept. But, yeah, and it, and it does. It's like, you know what I mean? I, when I get up, I don't need it yet. But there's going to come a time I need it. And if I put that into my habit skills, oh, my God, is this going to help me take control of my life? And I love yeah. that concept. Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, so yeah, you 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 and I are in the same wavelength on that one, huh? <laughs> exactly. No. So uh, Roman, I always love to ask uh, this of my guests. When I was you know 21 years old, I worked a part time job. I had a full time job and a part time job just to make ends meet, and I got a piece of life advice from my boss at my part time job. Didn't know it was at the time that it was life advice, but it turned into it. At the, at the time, it was just like advice on how to get through the job, right? And he said to me at this part-time job, it was like, hey, when you're on your shift, all right, working here at night, 
You act like you own this business. If it costs a dime, it's not, it's your dime. If it makes a dime, it's your dime. Pretend that and run this business that way and you'll never go wrong. That caused me in my life, life advice to take ownership of everything I do. Did you get life advice like that? Maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe it was like exactly like that. It was just a, a piece of advice, but it turned into a cemented life advice that you've carried on till this day. No, I, w- I wish I could. I wish I could. There was one thing that was the closest to life advice in my life, and it was a pretty interesting experience. I was working in Alaska and he, with a company called Aramark, and I had a, a great opportunity to go up on the career ladder there. So, and so my potential boss asked him to come to his office and he, like, he, he told me, I, I like how you work in that other position. I want you to work for me. And I, for some reason, I, I did not take that opportunity. I, I was scared, so I, I missed out on it. Mm-hmm. And this, this was a great lesson for me because I realized that whenever an opportunity comes into your life, you've got to use it. You've got to take advantage of it, and you should not be scared. Yeah. And after that, my confidence just went through the roof. Cool. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it, it's so great that, you know, I mean, we look back on our lives and we find things that was a life-changing moment. You know what I mean? I, I can look back in my life and look at my, 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 my father getting laid off in the 1970s made me an entrepreneur the way I am today. And the fact that I get up and I want to control, uh, you know what I mean? I want to control what it takes to keep a roof over my head. No boss. <laughs> you know, that's what's kept me that way. All right. Life-changing moments. How are you uh, using your life-changing moments, all right? And are you using that to teach your clients, hey, let's find the life-changing moments of how you got here? Yeah, this is this is a very good strategy, and I do use it. Mm-hmm. I do use it because, especially, let's take this example with masturbation. I tell them, give me one example. Give me one time when masturbation robbed you of an opportunity. Mm. And someone says, okay, I, I, master, I, I was in this relationship and I masturbated to the point that I, you know, I had erectile dysfunction with my girlfriend and my girlfriend actually broke up with me as a result. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And then we, I keep reminding them of that experience because when they get these sorts of reminders, they actually again and again realize that this is not good for me. Yeah. 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 And again, it goes back to, okay, I failed. Let me learn from the failure. I love that. So, so cool. Um, well, you know, the other thing I, I like to say is, you know, uh, we have a array of, or array of people who listen to this show and we don't know everything or anything about them, but some of them are tuning in today because they, they, they like you and they're, they're, they may have a problems that you'd help them to can help them deal with. What is one word of advice you would give to our listening audience uh, to actually take it out and, and use today? Well, my my favorite advice is flex your muscle of love every day. Mm-hmm. Learn love, be love, love unconditionally, whether it comes to your partner or to your kids or to your colleagues or your your friends, or the entire world. Be kind to random people. Be kind to strangers. Because 
love is such a beautiful thing that it grows when we give it. We're, when we give it, we don't lose it. We actually magnify it in ourselves and we feel it when we give it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> to me, it's so true. All right, we do. Um, and yeah, I've always done weird stuff like that, Roman. Uh, you know what I mean? Just to strangers. I, I love uh, just being kind to strangers because I sometimes I think uh, in doing it, I may have been the nicest person to that person that day and they may have needed it. You know what yeah, I mean? And I don't know who they are. Yeah. I don't, I don't keep track of it. All right. But uh, I don't want to be the reason that they had a bad, they had a bad day go worse. I want to be the reason that they had a bad day get better. And I don't need to know who it is or why, or I don't need to know the story. I just never want to be the guy who did the wrong thing and made their bad day get worse. <laughs> so, and that becomes a driving for me to be exactly like you said, the love. So I appreciate that. Well, Roman, what is the best website that people can connect with you on if they want to take this to the next level and find out how you can help them? Yes. Well, I have one website, which is in my name. It's romanmiranov.com, spelled as R-O-M-A-N-M-I-R-O-N-O-V.com. Mm -hmm. And when you're there, you have all the links to my social media, and I'm active on them. So mm -hmm. follow me, please. Or just go to the contact tab, hit the contact button, and keep me up for a no-fee coaching session. And if you if you mention that you're coming off Tim's show, I'd be happy to give you a 30% discount. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, I appreciate that. And sometimes these, these, these uh, subjects, they want to have a private discussion with you. So that'd probably be the best way to reach out, right? Yeah. So, because I, I get it. That's a private discussion. Some of them don't want to have that in a public discussion. So yeah, that's a private. And I appreciate you actually offering that opportunity for them to do that. You're so kind. I appreciate that. So, uh, well, Roman, before we go, all right, I have this little game I'd like to play called This or That. Are you ready yes. to play a game with me, my friend? Born ready. <laughs> Nine questions, this or that. Some of them are going to be fun. Some of them are going to be adventuresome. And some of them are going to make you go, what? I start out by asking, I'd like to see who my, my, my sci-fi geeks are like me and ask the words Star Wars or Star Trek. Star Trek. You're a Star Trek fan. All right. Are you the are are you like the next generation or the original uh, uh, setup? The next generation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, of course, I had a fr I had a friend who was actor on the second generation, so I kind of like it. But anyway, it's 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 cool. I like all of them, but and and uh, I think Picard was a better leader, in my opinion. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, in our world, yeah. In our world right now, all right, we've got so many so much technology that we can read a book or we can listen to it. Are you a person who listens to audio or podcasts, or are you a book reader? Oh, I'm 100% listener. I do read a little bit, but I prefer to get information, motivation, and entertainment through audio. Yeah, yeah. I, I've started doing that, listening to books and stuff, and I find it much more enlightening and and and, and going through. All right, of course. I listened to books on tape back when they were on cassette tapes when I was driving tractor trailers. So anyway, um, my next question here, we go into some food products. And uh, this one here, I always like to ask the Northerners this one. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes or no? Why not? Why not? I don't eat, I don't eat neither pineapple nor pizza, but yeah. we'll let people experiment. Yeah. 
Uh, I just some people are like that the Hawaii it's like a Hawaiian pizza. Some people are like, I, I ask a lot of northerners and they go, No, man, that doesn't belong, you know. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> All right. Uh another food product, tacos or hamburger? <laughs> the last time I, I ate something like that was 10 years ago. So Ten I years? would say hamburgers. Hamburgers. All right. So are you vegetarian or vegan? No. Uh, oh, no. I, I do a keto diet. Yeah. Um, but like I, I have people who go, well, I'm vegan. I don't do both. I'm like, dude, have you not had a vegan taco? I mean, like it's the one vegan product I will eat all day long because a good ve vegetarian vegan taco is good. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when you get up in the morning, do you drink coffee or tea? I don't drink in the morning. You don't drink in the morning? No. Oh. I drink water. Water? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, because the other ones I have on there is my other choice on that was beer or wine, but I don't drink either one of them for breakfast anymore. <laughs> or no. <laughs> um, how about superheroes? Are you a Batman or Superman guy? Oh, absolutely Batman. No, because, you're because Batman. He's, he's a regular guy. He's a regular guy, and he doesn't have any, you know, it's like superhero powers. Yeah. He, I like the fact that he trains himself. I like the effort that he puts in, into this. It's a good perspective to look at on that. I like that idea. I think it's a great way to put, put it. Yeah. All right. My next one here is an interesting one. Amusement park or water park? Mm, water park. Yeah. Water park? Water, water park. Oh, wait, how, 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 how many water parks do you guys have up there? And they're only open like in the summertime for you guys, right? Yeah. I, I have no idea because I moved, I moved here just a couple of years ago. So I haven't been active in that area. Yeah. I usually, I usually, I was going to ask you because you lived up there. I was going to ask you snowball or waterball fight, you know, snowball fight or water balloon fight. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to ask the park one and see if you go to parks. But I guess not. My last two are the controversial questions that everybody wants to know. The next one being, is it the toilet paper at your house? Does it go over on the roll or under? Mostly under. Mostly under. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that that is the interesting question, Roman, because I have people fight over that question. <laughs> I'm like, it's mine. It sits on a, it sits on a roll on top of the, the thing that's supposed to put on it. I don't put it on the roll. I just set it there. <laughs> I don't care. In other words, uh, my last one, boxers or briefs? Uh, boxers. Absolutely. Boxers. So yeah. Huh? I think they're healthier. Uh, they probably are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually had a guy on a couple weeks ago. Uh, his name was David. And David and I had this like long conversation about what underwear we wear, we wear now, what we did wear. All right. And like two guys, like two macho guys on a podcast talking about what they wear in underwear. It's like comparing <laughs> only my podcast. Could we do that? So I told you the quiz wasn't all that hard, Roman, but uh, that's it. Uh, we appreciate you helping us end this on a fun note. Um, but one more time, I want you to tell them your website so they can get a hold of you and make sure they connect. Yeah, the website is romanmiranov.com, R-O-M-A-N-M-I-R-O-N-O-V.com. Cool, cool. Well, I thank you, Roman, for coming in today, sharing your message, all right, and a great mission that you have with my audience today. It's been a privilege having you on the show. No. The privilege was mine. Thank you so thank much, Tim. You bet, yeah. So to you guys in the audience, I want to thank you for tuning in live today. And to those of you listening to the recording, do me a favor, go check out Roman on his website, all right? If you are dealing with this issue, it's serious, all right? And Roman is there to help. 
reach out because he will discreetly talk with you and help you deal with this issue. I'm Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette Show. Thank you for being our guest today. Make sure you subscribe to our iTunes as well as where you get your podcast and also our YouTube channel. I'll be back real soon with another great, cool guest. Until then, Tim Gillette, I'm out, guys. Have a great day. Bye.